This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 196, episode 196 of the Banner Branch Podcast. I'm your host, and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. Happy holidays. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Be Fit, The Wicked Fast Podcast, No Limits with Kevin Cooney, A Chance to Strive, Music You're Missing, 30 Flirty and Surviving, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Drinks After Work, and eat the damn cake. Speaking of eat the damn cake, you can see those two lovely sisters live at Guys Boston, right next to the Boston Common on Friday, December 16th. They're going to be doing a live podcast of eat the damn cake. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Eat the damn cake podcast live at Guys Boston, right near the Boston Common on Friday, December 16th. You can always check out Card Vault Breaks no matter what day it is, no matter what time it is, whatnot, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, they're on it. You can always check them out in person down at Patriot Place or um, down at Foxwoods Resort Casino. And speaking of Foxwoods Resort Casino, January 28th and 29th at the Rainmaker Expo Center. Go check out the Card Vault Break Card Show. Over 300 vendors. The the space is absolutely massive. Tickets will be going on sale soon, so go check that out. And you can always check out uh, Big Night Media, at Big Night Media on Instagram. You can always check out every single Tuesday, Timmy Ticket Tuesday, for your chance to win free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live. And you can always get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. That is always a mouthful. And thanks for listening to it every week. I feel like a a good person doing that. But hey, let's talk about the Boston Celtics because that's what it is. Episode 196 of the Banner Branch Podcast. Timmy G here. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone's doing well. I can't believe uh, the end of the year is right around the corner. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. I'll tell you that right now. It is. It has been a year. It has been a year. Ugh. Anyways, uh, Celtics, 19-5 and on the year. They went 3-1 and this past week. They, I mean, it, they've still only lost two games in regulation so far this year, which is just wild to think that they've lost three games in overtime. Absolutely crazy. But they're two games up on the Bucks for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They're six and a half games up on the 76ers and the Raptors, who are tied for second in the Atlantic Division. Um, you know, I was hoping that they would go 3-1 and this week. You know, they beat the... Charlotte Hornets, as they should, 140 to 105. Then they beat the Heat, 134 to 121. Then they lost to the Heat, 112 to 116 in overtime. And then they beat the Brooklyn Nets last night, 103 to 92. This week they got three tough games. It's it started this crazy road trip with the Nets, the Raptors, the 
Suns, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, no joke. And then they're home for what will seem like 12 weeks. No joke. It's a very, very long homestand, which is great. But three tough games to start off the road trip, obviously, last night against the Brooklyn Nets. And then you got the Raptors, which is tonight, Monday night, if you're listening on Monday, which is at 7.30 p.m., a second night of a back-to-back. Then they fly to Phoenix to play the Suns on ESPN at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be a fun game. And then on Saturday night, 8.30 p.m., they go back to Golden State to play the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA championship. <sighs> I, it burns to say that still. It really does. Um, as far as injury updates, still no official word yet on Rob and when he's coming back, but everyone keeps saying it's getting closer and closer and closer. So will it be before Christmas? Will it be after Christmas? Will it be on Christmas? Who knows? Uh, Marcus Smart didn't play in the Nets game last night due to a hip contusion. And I'm going to go out and limb and assume Al's not playing tonight against the Raptors unless he wants to. But I feel like with this long road trip ahead and another back-to-back um, against the Lakers and the Clippers next week, I feel like I'd rather have, if Al were to pick a back-to-back to play, I feel like Al Horford should pick next week against the Raptors, be, uh, against the Lakers, because fuck the Lakers. Um, and by the way, speaking of Al Horford, he is going to be sticking around for a couple more years. He has signed a two-year extension worth $20 million. It is guaranteed. And since all of his money is going down, that really helps the number 12 crowd. Uh, that could help number 12 get his 15 or $16 million that uh, him and his team believe that he deserves. Um, you know, So I think it's a great deal for everyone involved. It's a great deal for salary cap situation for the Celtics going forward. It's great for Al. It's great for his family. Uh, it's great for the locker room because I feel like everyone just loves Al Horford and it could be good for number 12 as well. So this is a great deal for literally, like I just said, for everyone involved. And if anyone's upset about it, you're a fucking idiot. Simple as that. But uh, this week, you know, obviously we'll do sudden dud of the week. Obviously give you a quick preview of the three road games this week, which is part of the insane road trip. But I do want to talk about the last two games against the Nets on uh, last night and Friday night against the Miami Heat. The turnovers came back and the ISO basketball came back and uh, I didn't like it at all. The thing is with the Heat and the Nets, their defense, what they do, they force mismatches when they play defense and it makes the Celtics and all the other teams play ISO ball, which is something that the Celtics cannot do well. They tried to do that a lot in the finals. It just didn't work. Now, this isn't a shot at Jalen or Jason saying that they're bad ISO players because we both know that they can take anyone in the league. It's just not why the Celtics are 19-5 and this year. That's all that I'm saying. So a perfect example of this would be, you know, the Celtics would try and get Tatum in an ISO with Kyle Lowry. That bum. I hate Kyle Lowry. He should have played soccer. His flopping and his bullshit and his antics and the way that like he like flips out. He's like, oh, what did I do? It is the worst thing in the world. I hate Kyle Lowry and seeing him for back-to-back games this week at TD Garden was awful. He is such a whiny little bitch. It's so annoying. But anyways, regroup here, TG. Regroup. So Tatum in the ISO against Kyle Lowry. And the Heat or the Nets, their help defense is so good that that ISO all of a sudden with a snap of a finger turns into a double team. And then next thing you know, someone like Tatum or Brown or Smart or whoever makes a bad decision, which turns into a force contested jumper that is short. And then the other team can get a rebound, quick outlet pass, easy layup, or just a bad pass, which causes a lot of turnovers. Wednesday night, the Celtics had 32 assists, blew out the Heat, dropping 30 points per quarter. Great win. 
They won 134 to 121. And then on Friday, they had 26 assists, which is still nice because we know 25 assists or more makes me very happy. But they had 20 turnovers. And Tatum and Brown were half of those turnovers. They each had five each. They each had five each. Sweet sentence, Tim. You loser. Anyways, Jalen and Jason each had five turnovers. So when that happens, that is because iso ball is a thing. And they start forcing, and they try and dribble dribble into the lane. They lose the ball. They get lazy. And it's ever it's like deja vu from the NBA Finals in the playoffs, and it drives everyone crazy. And then last night against the Brooklyn Nets, 17 assists, 15 turnovers. So again, not ideal. In the month of November, the Celtics averaged 28.6 assists per game and only 13.4 turnovers per game, which is great, which is why they, they're 19-5, and five, or if you take away the, these two games, why they were 18-4. and four. But so far, two games into December, against two pretty good defensive teams, they're averaging 21.5 assists per game and 17.5 turnovers per game. So literally, their assist-to-turnover ratio, they, like the difference is 15, and now the difference is 4. The Celtics need to continue what got them to this unbelievable start, this record-breaking start. Everyone touches the ball, driving kicks, make the right play, don't pass up open shots, shot fakes, all that stuff. Now, I get sometimes that, you know, like I said earlier, Tatum will have to do some ISO, Jalen too, but it can't be every single possession, and that's what the Nets and the Heat kind of force the Celtics to do, and that's going to help them grind out wins. And listen, great teams can grind out wins, and that's what the Celtics did tonight versus, or last night I should say, versus the Nets. But the Heat took Tatum out of the game, and I know he got into foul trouble, blah, 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 but he then tried to force and force and force, and it was so annoying. Like, he literally, Tatum played like a selfish asshole on Friday night, which is very rare. It's once in a blue moon. And one of the biggest and greatest things about Jason Tatum's improvement year after year after year is how he got is is how he gets others involved. You know, you'll see him have seven, eight assists some nights, and that just wasn't a thing Friday night against the Heat. And it was so annoying. Your shot was off. Your your shots were I think he ended up what, five of eighteen? It wasn't good at all. But Tatum was taking these shots in in ISO plays where you make one pass and you cut, that changes the Heat's defense around. Someone else can get an open shot. It's those type of things, okay? And listen, the Heat's defense is why the Celtics lost that game on Friday night because the Celtics couldn't do what they wanted to do, and that is move the ball, move quickly, like all of it. And a team like the Raptors tonight or the Suns, on Wednesday, or the Warriors on Saturday, those are the good teams with good coaches and good organizations that will follow that trend, and the Celtics are going to have to adjust properly. So all I'm saying is keep an eye out on the Celtics in hopes that they can go back to averaging almost 29 assists per game and 13 turnovers per game versus what they've done so far in December, which is 21 assists and 17 turnovers per game. And now it's time for Stud and Dud of the Week. Hit the music. And now, it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week.
Okay, your stud and dud of the week for episode 196 of the Banner Banter Podcast. The stud of the week, well, folks, um, it's who I talked about last week that should be an all-star, and it's Jalen Brown. Well, what about Jason Tatum? He scored 49 points. That's, I mean, what a, what a game. Yeah, but did you see him against the Nets last night in the first half? Nah. Did you see him against the Heat on Friday night? Nah. I know he was so good against the Hornets, too. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Jalen Brown was the stud of the week for the Celtics this week. On Wednesday, he didn't play Monday due to um, some uh, neck stiffness, which was fine. Who cares? It was a nice win. Tatum did his thing. Congrats on the sex. All that stuff. But 26 points on Wednesday with seven boards and five assists. Then Friday, 37 points, 14 boards, five assists. And then last night versus the Nets, Carried the team to a victory with a career-high four blocks. Dropped 34 points, went 5 of 5 from 3, which is the first time someone has done that in the first quarter since Ray Allen was around. And then Friday night, he hit that insane uh, three-pointer bank shot, which he shot way too early. There was like four seconds left when he put it up in the air. But anyways, it went in, it forced overtime, and Jalen just had an incredible week. Jalen showed why he should be an all-star this week. Everything that I was saying last week, Jalen Brown backed it up. So Jalen, high five. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. So listen, Jalen Brown shows up big moments, and this team needs to keep him going when he shoots like this because throughout his career, and I've mentioned this on my podcast, Every single year, season one, season two, season three, season four, and now I'll mention on season five, Jalen always starts hot. And then for whatever reason throughout his career, he just kind of disappears. He just kind of goes away. And you and you get frustrated. Like, he starts off the first quarter scoring 18 points, and he finishes with 24. And you're like, bro, what are you doing? Where were you? Did you leave? Did you leave the arena? Did you, did you go get something to eat? But against the Heat and against the Nets, in both Nets games, they kept him involved and kept him going and got him the ball. So if the Celtics can get Jalen Brown going and continue to get him going and continue to get Jason Tatum going, that is what is going to get you back to the finals. You just, the, the great part about it is, you know, Jason can leave after the six minute mark in the first quarter. Jalen can, you know, cover the rest of the first quarter and then Jason comes back in he can cover the six minutes until Jalen comes back to close out the second quarter etc etc but Jason always gets the ball and he's always involved as he should be he's an MVP candidate top five player in the league blah 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 blah, all that but Jalen Brown if he's going he should also be involved as much as Tatum is and I felt like the team Friday night and last night versus the Nets did a great job now, the dud of the week, it's tough. Because, listen, Al didn't, have a, Al didn't have a great week, but he signed that awesome deal. So he's, he's not getting it. Derek White, he played fine. Brogdon wasn't great on Friday, but he was awesome on Wednesday and Sunday. Um, number 12 was great uh, in the game on Friday against the Heat. Kind of a wasted uh, performance by number 12 because they did lose when he played well. Uh, he played fine against the Nets. He played fine against the Hornets, I guess. Um, so I think I'm just going to be lazy and just give it to Sam Hauser because his minutes have gone down, seven minutes versus Miami on Friday, then 10 on Friday, and he didn't play a lot 
uh, versus the Nets today until garbage time, or last night, I should say, against the Nets. He's gone two of eight from three this week, only five rebounds. You know, I, I do feel like his rebounding is pretty okay. His defense is still getting better and better, but just wasn't Sam's week, and that's okay. We're going to move on from it, and that's that. So your stud of the week, Jalen Brown. Your dud of the week, Sam Hauser. So the three games this week on the road, let's talk about them. Tonight versus the Toronto Raptors at 7.30 p.m. in Toronto. Uh, don't sleep on the Raptors, folks. They are a very good basketball team. Now, I know last year they weren't great, and I know we don't like Nick Nurse, and I get it, but they are a good basketball team. They have talent, and they're very good defensively. They don't have Precious Achua. He's out for a bit. I forget what his injury was. I don't want to say it was an Achilles, but because I feel like that was more serious. He's out for like another two or three weeks. But anyways, we're moving on. But the person that the Celtics really need to focus on is Pascal Siakam because Pascal Siakam is back to what he was playing in before the bubble because Pascal Siakam before the bubble was a very, very good basketball player. And then he, after the bubble, kind of just like, I don't know, like maybe got the yips. Who knows? Like he was very nervous to, to play the game of basketball. He just didn't look like the all-star that he was. And now he's back to all-star form. And I know that because he's on my fantasy basketball team. Uh, he was hurt for a little bit. Um, in the middle of November, but his last game, 26 points, 10 assists, 8 boards on 9 of 15 shooting. He's doing it all this year. He used to be kind of like an ISO player, pick and roll guy, but now he's getting others involved. A huge improvement, just like we've kind of seen from Jalen and Jason throughout the years. Then they have Scotty Barnes, for those that don't remember. That's who I predicted was going to win Rookie of the Year last year on the podcast, and guess what? He won it. He's healthy as well. He can defend Jalen or Jason, and is just a freak athlete. He's very good defensively. Keep an eye out on him. Fred Van Vliet, an all-star point guard, very good, can shoot from anywhere on the court. OG Anunoby, for whatever reason, always gives the Celtics problems. Same with Gary Trent Jr. He's now coming off the bench. He used to be a starter for them. He's always given the Celtics problems for whatever reason. He's kind of like a better version of Gabe Vincent from the Heat. Um, but the other thing about the Raptors is they are a top 10 rebounding team. In the month of November, they were top 10 in rebounding, but they had the second worst three-point shooting in the month of November in the entire NBA. Not saying let them shoot because, you know, any team can get hot, but let's contest some shots. Let's make them feel uncomfortable, and they should miss them because they only shot 30% from three. Awful. Where the Celtics shot like 40, 41, 42. It was almost 10%. I literally almost dropped my microphone. Uh, sorry about that. It, they literally shot like 10 percentage points better than being the Celtics and the Raptors in the month of November. Speaking of a good shooting team, you have the Suns on Wednesday night. I'm actually really looking forward to this game because everyone's talking about Luka and Giannis and Tatum for MVP, as they should. But people need to respect Devin Booker and what he's doing with this team without a couple of their key guys. Cam Johnson is out with the... Uh, he got meniscus surgery. Jay Crowder hasn't played. They're trying to trade him. Chris Paul has been dealing with a heel injury, and they are playing very, very good basketball. The second-best offensive rating in the league in the month of November behind the Boston Celtics, a top-five defensive team with the same number of assists per game as the Celtics. They've won seven out of their last eight games because Devin Booker has just gone absolutely lights out. Uh, he dropped 51 points in three quarters the other night. 51 points in three quarters. In their last 10 games, he's dropping 33 points per game. He's shooting 52% from the field, 40 from three, six boards, six assists. Those are MVP type of numbers, especially in a competitive 
Western Conference. Then you also have DeAndre Ayton. He's playing well. Cameron Payne, just an annoying little point guard. You know, like he's good. Like it's it's hard to hate him, but you're also just like, ugh, stop. Like stop hitting all those shots. Mikel Bridges. Some said he could have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. He didn't. It was Marcus Smart, as Marcus Smart should have won it. But he can lock down Jalen or Jason. Those two will have some problems there. I know they'll work over it, but this Suns team is just as deep as the Celtics are. and can throw a lot of different things at you. So Joe Mazzulla and his staff need to have a really, really good plan. And then finally, Saturday night, back at the Chase Center to play the Warriors. The Warriors are 13-11 and 11 this season. They are 2-10 and 10 on the road. So let's do the math here. 13-11, and 2-10 on the road. So if you take that away, do the math, carry the one. Uh, they're 11-1 and 1 at the Chase Center this year. So awesome, right? Awesome. Everything is awesome. Then listen, I don't need to break this game down. You just have to fucking win the game. Let them know you are pissed off about the finals still. And here's the thing about this. Let me, let me just say this real quick. The Celtics are going to go into this game angry, focused, ready to go, and will probably almost play like too hard where it may affect the actual game. But if the Celtics do win this game on Saturday night at the Chase Center, I want that to be motivating for them. I don't want them to take their foot off the pedal because you don't want to beat the Warriors in December. You want to beat them in June. So sure, a regular season win, cool, awesome. No one gives a fuck. Seriously, I would not give a flying fuck if they beat the Warriors. Do I want them to? Yes. Will it be like, oh, now now Banner 18's on the way, buddy. You watch up. No, absolutely not. Like, I, the X's and O's don't matter. You just have to go in and win that game because you're a better team than them right now, and you're going to go in pissed off. But I'm telling you, if you win, I don't care how you win. If you win, you better that better be so motivating that when they come back on Thursday, January 19th, the day after my birthday at TD Garden, you want to stomp them again and stomp them again. Like, that's what I need. L- listen, we know Wiggins will defend Jason well. Clay and Draymond will give Jalen hell. Will Steph Curry put everyone to sleep again? Who knows? Will the trade of Malcolm Brogdon help the bench scoring? All of it. Will Jordan Poole piss me off again and be another annoying basketball player, kind of like Kyle Lowry, probably. All of the headlines going into this game we know. You just have to go to the Chase Center and win that fucking game. Put some respect on your name and everything that you've worked hard for this season. You're, you, you tasted the finals. Go and beat the defending champs and let them know you're not fucking around and you hope to see him again in June. All right? Good talk. See you out there. That's it for episode 196 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. You can always like, subscribe, leave a rating, uh, all that good stuff because it helps the podcast. It promotes the podcast. So all the help we can get would be super appreciated. And again, just a quick reminder, if you need a Christmas gift for that Banner Banter Podcast fan in your life, don't forget to go to BigNightShop.com. Click the Big Night Media tab, click Banner Banter, and buy some great merchandise to support the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for episode 196 of the Banner Banter podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next Monday. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to...
to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.